0: episode of the Hoogans pitch midweek edition uh, episode 53 we're here for a a nice little quick update we don't get a lot of midweek games um Mm -hmm. so we thought we'd we'd come at you on this thursday evening so chad hello howdy hello how you doing
1: it's a little chilly here today but beyond that it's been a great week of uh some some great games honestly (laughs) i
0: love, love having games on midday Mm-hmm. truly truly makes the day go by just a little bit quicker and um i have something <laughs> to look forward to around two to three o'clock my time there uh let's let's get into what we're having because i i made myself a little tasty you're gonna like this one it's a it's a bourbon and blood orange seltzer oh um,
1: that does bit. sound tasty it's pretty
0: good kind of, kind of my <laughs> new my new thing if i want something like light but uh with a little mm-hmm.
1: with a little zip to it yeah yeah that's nice Okay. Uh for me I'm going like completely off the rail. Well, not completely off the rails, but not the huge for mm. sure. Um we do the uh the beer advent calendar that Oh yeah, yeah. The Costco that I go to sells at least. Um so don't speak German. So hang on. Um It's the Bambooli Pilsner? I don't know. It's got a cool cool art on there. Ooh, that is cool art. So yeah. Um yeah, you know. Advent calendar's been pretty nice. Nice German beers I don't normally get, so
0: Havertz would approve.
1: Exactly. This Maybe. was yeah, all because of Havertz, honestly.
0: You know, ever since he started drinking these German beers, <laughs> uh, Havertz has had the best uh, his best little outing for Arsenal and got himself another one this week.
1: Yeah, he sure did. He sure did. He's uh, I don't, I don't want to say he's kind of coming into his role. Oh, you can say it. You can say it. (laughs) And, and, you know, yeah, like getting the confidence back, but he's come up with some, I think, four goals now in all competitions. So, um, you know, goals from midfield is always good.
0: He's getting in on the dog piles for the celebrations, and and Mm. I feel like that that says a lot with the uh, camaraderie and the chemistry with his teammates. I mean, it was – I don't want to say it was obvious, but I mean, it takes time for a player to, to get familiar with his people. And sure. Yeah. And, and, um, he seems like a pretty conservative guy. You know, we don't see a lot of, I think the only wacky video we have is him dancing after the champions league, uh, final (laughs) fact, That's probably like the most outgoing we've ever seen him. Um, so, you know, everyone takes time. Not everyone adjusts to change. Well, um, but hey two in the last three he's you know he, he tied the game up for arsenal made a great run nice finish yeah um oh yeah he looks bigger than everyone out there now he didn't <laughs> look bigger than I mean, even though he might have been the biggest one out there he didn't look the biggest and now yeah. the way he's galloping um well done
1: yeah yeah he's uh he's he's stepping up now which is great to see because you know he he cost 60 million and for a while there it was like that's maybe a high price <laughs> So we'll see if he uh, if he can I guess reach his, his market value, but uh, yeah. I mean, since we're talking market value, Declan Rice was the steal of the century. I would give West Ham another hundred million. No, you
0: wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> let's let's okay. We'll talk price here. Yeah. How much would you really give?
1: Um, I mean, so yeah, Arsenal got him for like a hundred million. I think. West Ham probably could have got another twenty or so. Um,
0: Man City puts up one twenty. What do you guys say?
1: I think Arsenal probably go for it, um, just because you call or raise. Um, if it, let's say if City went to one twenty, I think Arsenal maybe would have done. I think they would have just went like right above it, but it would have been like some like weird structure thing where it's not just like uh yeah. this is the the fee it'll you know fee if we make champions league sure. or, or something like that should be attainable um, um but, but i mean yeah worth every penny so far so
0: hell yeah <laughs> freaking annoying watching him score these game winners when the game is essentially <laughs> over and and but hey looting's not so not so easy huh
1: <laughs> i mean i i didn't get to fully watch this game it was on when i was at work so i was like checking in every 15 20 minutes which probably a good thing for me in the end i I didn't have to like sit there and stress the whole time about it yep um but then i i went to lunch like right as the extra time was starting and i was like all right like three three like let's just see out the draw and then all of a sudden you know like i'm sitting there at the table and like it's pretty quiet around me. No one else is watching the game. And then Declan Rice scores, and I'm like, ah! <laughs>
0: like
1: excited, but not trying to cause a scene.
0: <laughs> now, are, are you in the front of the store? Can, like, people... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. In front
1: of house where, you know, customers are. Um, you know, everyone's working still, so, like, they might not be paying attention to me, mm. but it was tough to, to keep it more contained. <laughs> yeah, silent, silent
0: fist pumps. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. I I
0: can't since you didn't get to see the whole game live I can't tell you how many times the camera cut to Ramsdale on the bench (laughs) uh sure it was a it was a lot and kind of like I don't know annoying because he just looked focused on the game and he wasn't like you know bouncing his legs up and down like come on coach like get me in there but Arteta did say not too long ago that he'd be willing to make a goalkeeper change yeah. in the middle of the game and this was the time to put up or shut up. Now I mean, yeah. He, he can't do that anymore. He can't he can't say that stuff anymore in my opinion.
1: Yeah. I I think it's um I I think Arteta probably would look back on his his comments around this whole thing and uh maybe have a little bit of re- regret about it and and how he kind of handled it publicly at least. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, yeah. If you want to try and push this new phase or era of of football tactics, where yeah, you can sub the keeper out, or or you know have like two number one keepers, and um, you know, I don't know, make it work somehow. Like, in theory, I guess it could work, but like, yeah, like you said, if you if there's ever going to be a game where you were going to sub the keeper, like this should have been it, right? Like. David Raya, two, like, fairly big mistakes. Um, yeah, like, I, I, I think maybe Arteta just, he's probably already moved past this, where he's like, yeah, I shouldn't have said all that. <laughs> David Uriah is my number one. Sorry, Ramsdale, but, um, you know, to, to the outside, it, it's still a lot of question marks, I guess, um, but... Yeah, you know that's the life of a keeper. It's you. You have your good days, you have your bad days, and for
0: sure, you end up no, it, number it,
1: one still. Like
0: <laughs> I don't, I don't have any problem with having good days and bad days, and it, it's just more so the comments of if I see your, you know, when he said I compare my keepers to outfield players, and I mm-hmm. totally disagree with that because you keepers when you're in a when you're in the zone or just in a game, and then to get subbed in, it's like you then have to like get yourself up to speed. And yeah, that's got to be such a struggle for for this level of play. Um, yeah. I think I it's mean, unfair. I mean, you see that
1: when when uh, coaches bring in like the dude for the penalty saves at, at uh, the end of extra time and stuff, I'm like it rarely works. Yeah.
0: <laughs> when it when it works, you're a genius, right? But yeah. um, but it, it's so much more. I guess uh, less effort on a on a on a PK um, rather than being aware of when the ball is coming to you, you got to be ready on your toes um, for anything to happen. PK is a little more straightforward. I think, I think those are kind of apples to oranges, but still the same idea. I think it's unfair, unfair either way. Um, I just was, this was the game when I saw those errors happening (laughs) going, is he going to do it? And that's partially why the camera was panning to Ramsdale for Warmer if He was going to start moving around and, yeah, (laughs) I don't know. I, I think it's probably pretty clear that Arteta was never going to do that inside the locker room. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think... Weird thing to say. I think,
1: um, had Ramsdale's game against Brentford been a little bit more, like... Clean? Clear-cut, clean, yeah. Um,
0: the throw, man. That throw... Yeah. Really like, like
1: there were just these moments where it's like... Like, their save percentages over their... Premier League careers are, like, fairly similar. Um, but David Raya's distribution and, and passing is, like, light years better than what Ramsdale offers. So, like, I think that's that's the big draw for Arteta. Um, and then to see, like, Ramsdale mess up this throw and, like, mess up a, a, a kick in the Brentford game is, like, I don't want to say, like, nail in the coffin, but probably um, it'll take David Raya being injured for <laughs> Ramsdale to, to get past him, I think. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think that's an accurate statement. And then, at the end of the game, Arteta getting the card uh, for over celebrating, which is a bunch of nonsense. Um, yeah. So suspended in the stands. Next match, I think that's pretty ridiculous. And then this I mean, week, and then this week he gets called in for his comments about Newcastle. It's it's like the Arteta show, man.
1: Yeah, and it, I mean, like we've seen managers um, celebrate. So much more than than Arteta did, right? <laughs> like, like yeah, like like Klopp has been seen running up and down, and and it's nuts. Is that is that doing anything bad? I don't think so. Especially when it's a last second winner, right? Like, this this is a game that has a lot of emotion in it anyway, and then you know to to go away to a, a newly promoted side. You should beat easily. It's not going your way. You know, it's looking like it could be a loss at one point, then comes back to a draw, and then like literally the last play of the game gets yep. the winning goal. I I'd be hard pressed to not run down the the pitch myself and you know celebrate. And as from everything I've seen, he was celebrating, yeah, like jumping around, whatever. But nothing crazy, like like no Mourinho running out on the pitch like number one. Like... <laughs> So yeah, that that sucks. That uh, he won't be on the touchline for the villa game. Was but... there
0: was there something he did specifically? Like it, it... I yeah. don't know. Too hard to tell. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Um but I mean that that like that touchline ban thing is so um I don't want to say pointless, but like you basically still have communication with everyone. You just yeah. can't directly communicate with your like your coach in charge at the at for that game right so like
0: i suppose you're you have you can have your headphones in and have a direct one yeah, talking you, to your yeah but your you bench. can talk
1: to yeah the bench and they yeah, can communicate yeah. that to the guy so like you're not really i mean i guess yeah you it takes a split second longer to pass along the di- directions to players or something but I prefer, if anything he, he's got a better vantage point now so
0: <laughs> i prefer that they like you can't do like you are a spectator yeah, you can't do anything. Um, I think that rule would make it a lot more interesting, right? He, I would. I think you would see a lot more stress from these managers sure. in the stands, even though you know it's got to be, um, you know, pretty pretty crazy to just be there and like. There's only so much you can do from that far away, but at the same time, you can still do a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah, make, and, make them a fan. I mean, yeah, because it, it, right now the, the touchline ban doesn't really mean anything. It just is an annoyance. Yep. <laughs> so yeah I don't know um I think yeah you know it, it it was a weird game glad I didn't have to watch it live <laughs> um the only other thing I want to mention is that the var um Gabrielle just gets dragged out of the path of the ball like I don't know how they they don't deem that a penalty um I'm waiting to hear the the audio on that and it's coming. <laughs> see what they say but you know that looks about as clear a penalty as as we've probably seen so <laughs> i don't know but um
0: yeah, there, were, there were a couple of those that this week just again the mm-hmm. same the same stuff we've been seeing for years yeah. but uh only a few have been called a pk in recent in recent weeks so yeah just another annoyance to all yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, and props absolutely.
1: to Luton, though. Oh my gosh, they—I mean, yeah—they play great. They—they they play with, um, you know, some some energy and fight and yep. and scrappy. But like, when you're coming up against Premier League sides that, that have the better squad on paper, like, you need to do that. You need to play a little scrappy, get a little a little lucky sometimes, and. They nearly did it. I'm glad they didn't, but they nearly did. Yeah, <laughs> if they want to do awesome. it, if they want to do it next week against City, go for it. <laughs> are they playing at home? Um, I think they are actually. Um, where is it? Yeah, yeah, Luton at home Ooh, against City fun. on Sunday. So, come on, Luton. <laughs> this is. I mean, you're either gonna
0: continue to find City on their downward spiral, or you're gonna see City saying. We're done messing around. Yeah, uh, I don't know which is gonna happen. I prefer the first. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about city in, in a second here. But uh, let's let's go Liverpool Sheffield. You good with that? Yeah, I too, Chad, was biting my fingernails throughout this game <laughs> because I knew this wasn't going to be a straightforward, <sighs> easy victory. It just it just hung <laughs> around for too long. There were too many too many chances, not so much scoring chances, but too many chances to one put them away. And mm-hmm. to possibly let them back in, um, I don't know. It's like that—that that ten minutes we saw against Fulham last week, where we just like hit the gas and just go crazy. Yeah, I don't understand why we can't do that for ten minutes against any team we play. And we definitely didn't <laughs> do that against them. We scored the one in the first half, which was great. It was totally—it was like yep. a stress off our shoulders. And then we kind of just chilled. And I really wish we don't chill until we get two. Yeah. Um you now we got that second in in extra time thanks to a uh crazy tackle by um Darwin, which yeah. who knows might he might fill in for center back for Matee. I mean it would be <laughs> fun to see. To, yeah. It would be really interesting <laughs> to see and I don't know. I don't I don't know if he'll get that opportunity, but it would be uh that tackle was great. It was a great scissor tackle. You don't really oh, see yeah. that anymore. It was clean. Um and then so slide just slotted it home. Uh, but that that game, man, I don't know. That was not my favorite game of the year. Yeah. Um, wasn't too exciting nor creative. Everyone kind of seemed like they were on their their heels a little bit. We didn't play bad, but we also mm. didn't play good. That wasn't that wasn't a championship winning team right, well, that we yeah. saw. Um, and maybe it was Sheffield, so they just kind of knew the inevitable might happen. I just wish we would have thumped him a little bit harder um, going into this weekend against Palace because Palace is, mm. I believe it's Palace. Yeah, we got Palace on, uh, what is that, Sunday too? Um, or is that Monday? The 12th? The 9th.
1: A Saturday. Oh, one One of the days yep. of
0: the week. That's <laughs> the day we're going to play them. Oh,
1: yeah, because it's, it's the, uh, the early kickoff. Early, so. yeah. Another one.
0: 17 now. I'm just going to keep yeah. counting because they're happening so often and frequently.
1: Did you see um, – I forget what what TV crew it was, but there was like a post match, you know, on on field interview with Klopp, and he, the reporter makes this like joke about, um, yeah, the Palace game coming up, the early kickoff, your favorite kickoff time, and Klopp was not having it. Oh, no, I didn't see this. <laughs> you no, know, oh, like I got a joke. Oh, yeah, I'll find it and send it to you. And he's like, you know, like, oh, I don't appreciate you making a joke about that. Um, you know, yeah, we, you know, always get this, but like, it's that's like that sucks for us and the reporter's like well you know like all these teams get it it's just kind of how it goes and um klopp is just like no like we get it over and over it doesn't make any sense why you know the the um tuesday game teams shouldn't be playing this early and he said something like um like you guys can can say whatever you want about it but if i were to say anything about it it's different and mm-hmm. um it kind of like ends there and, and you know the reporter's like all right well uh best of luck against palace and klopp's like you're gonna say the same thing to palace too I'm like <laughs> i'll find it to you and send it to you but it, it was okay. just like it, it was hilarious to watch klopp just not have it and then just proceed to destroy him
0: <laughs> i think he was a bit unhappy um that beteep one is now injured for the rest of the year and then mccallister yeah. too got a knock so i think that was definitely on his mind sure, um yeah. and so i could see him being a little grumpy after that game, especially because his team didn't play well, and then to ask mm. questions like that, I could totally understand the the uh, attitude behind his statement. Yeah, uh, but again, I, I just another early one for the boys.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you know, this these games pop up every every season. Like teams just you know don't perform as they should, but it's that. Uh, when you can grind out that win when you're not playing well, that that really, you know, puts you in a good, good position come late in the season. Yeah. Um, so they're not always a fun watch, but <laughs> at least you got through it.
0: <laughs> Palace has been on a a struggle these last yeah. couple of games. We can kind of just go to them. I don't really have too much more. Oh, the the ass assist by uh, Trent. I, what,
1: what's up with the crack, man? Um, you know, I think it's a, a distraction tactic, right? <laughs> the bodies? No one else saw the fans. Someone saw it and caught them off guard. It's and like, then But yeah. <laughs> when you wear
0: underwear, it goes above your butt crack. I know we're like going sidebar here, but At least when I played soccer, I made sure my waistband was actually pretty high for for slide tackles. I didn't want to burn my hips or anything. So, you know, I know Trent likes low socks, but I don't know he likes (laughs) low underwear, too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, maybe he got a little sweaty in there. He'll air it out a little bit, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah, the way he pulled up his shirt, too. Just be like, you know, (laughs) check this out. I'm surprised he didn't get a a little blurry camera on there
1: see it caught everyone off guard no one was ready for it
0: and then of course they score after it It just had to be had to be oh
1: yeah he's like everyone's (laughs) gonna
0: see this on replay over and over again (laughs) um all right bournemouth took on palace um i would say an unexpected maybe bournemouth win um but Bournemouth's on the on the come up now
1: yeah yeah i think um Probably a little bit unexpected, but um, it's just, yeah, you know, Palace has been kind of in this weird little rut lately, and and Bournemouth is finally kind of finding some form. So I think it's just, you know, perfect, perfect matchup for them. Like <laughs> kind of caught Palace just flat and uh, sloppy, which is a little bit unusual for them. But, um, you know, big points for Bournemouth. Keep them alive.
0: Palace has won two games uh since September. I hope you didn't look at the recent. Oof. Last one, I'll give you this one. Last one was Burnley. Can mm-hmm. you guess the one in September?
1: Um, I did look, but I'm I I think it was United, right? Or was that before? It was, it was United. United. Yep. Yep. So,
0: <laughs> just another knock against United.
1: Yeah. Oof. Yeah, um I don't know. I, not too much to say about that game. It it Palace looked bad, Bournemouth looked better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those are two
0: mid-table. I think there's the mid-table this year is so obviously not on par with um mm. with the bottom nor the top. It is like a true yeah. mediocre middle of the table this year. Yeah. <laughs> last year I feel like we didn't have it as as bad it was you know very top heavy mm-hmm. um i don't want to say it was bottom heavy but it was at one point we were looking at chelsea in 15th going they can get relegated in like three yeah. weeks and now it's like we look at 15th and it's like yeah they're probably not going to get relegated they're probably going to be okay but uh mm-hmm. they're going to be fighting from 10th to 17th it'll be moving all up and down so yeah i think we'll see palace and bournemouth kind of stick around i i, I will say though i, I think bournemouth found this little little juice in their system you know they they were they were a relegation side it felt like a month yeah. and a half ago and um you know they put together this little string of victories and climbed their way out of that that zone so good for them I think the bottom three right now is might be set in stone especially after everton's nice little come up after the point deduction which we didn't really talk about last time and maybe we can just jump to the everton game. But that pe- mm-hmm. that's pending still.
1: Yeah, so yeah, Everton put in their appeal for it. Right. Because um, I think it was Everton, by their accounts, say that they breached it by like 8 million pounds or something, where the that independent board um, said they breached it by like 20, 20 25 million pounds. Hmm. Um, so, you know, Everton is saying, well, we only breached it by this much, so 10 points is like very egregious. Um, so I don't think it'll completely, they'll get 10 points back, but I wouldn't be surprised if they um, alter it, lower the, the deduction a little bit, which then it's like, just feels silly to to do this all mid-season and <laughs> I guess there's maybe not a great time anyway to, to do a points-related um, deduction, but it's just like, okay, we take 10 back, and it's like, oh, a month later, psych, you get Three points back or something like it just feels feels silly. <laughs> They'll take whatever they can get at this oh, point, yeah, but yeah.
0: also at the same time, if they didn't get that point deduction, Chad, they'd be in the top half of the table.
1: That's where they should be. They That's should crazy. Be
0: That's crazy. They started out so poor this year, yeah, and now they're looking like a somewhat decent team.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like they're really like a Sean Dice team now. Like it, it took a long time to click, it's but looking that way. Yeah. They're, they're, they're still scrappy. They still fight, uh, you know, especially at home. Um, very scrappy
0: has, today. Very scrappy. Yeah.
1: But like that, that's what he does. You know, it, it's keeps them organized, but keeps them very physical and, and makes it tough for teams. And, um, that normally has that kind of, like, outlet player, like McNeil's kind of, I mean, he's, he was on Burnley with them too, but um, is that kind of pacier player that can score some nice goals, um, you know? So I think Everton will be okay. If they get points back from from the reduction, cool. Um, but even beyond that, like, I think they might make it out.
0: Yeah, I, I think they'd make it out too. And, and today's game, you know, I... I saw Jack Harrison. He played really well. Tarkowski was on it. Um, McNeil played great. Uh, the, the the peak point of the game, though, was, uh, which I think kind of got the team fired up, was Tarkowski was going at it with Joe Linton. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if you saw this in your highlight reel, but Joe Linton, man, he, he was pretty dirty. He did some dirty things to James. Did you see the scratch he left really,
1: him? They didn't really show anything. Oh, yeah. please,
0: go look it up right now if you can. Um, check out, go just look up James Tarkowski scratch. And uh, he, I don't know if the dude sharpened his nails or <laughs> what, but he left some, some kind of gashes in in Tarkowski's arm. Oh wow, yeah,
1: it's like like, like a cat scratch, like yeah.
0: And so when that <laughs> happened, Tarkowski was like, "Did you just scratch me?" And yeah, the, the ref got involved and looked at his arm, and then they went to VAR to check it out, and mm-hmm. the ref and they were like, "Nah, there's nothing there." And I was like. I was like, yeah, the face, we you, have, like, proof. the face you made was the face I made when they were like, they saw nothing. I was like, I don't know what, what it, it. and they were like, and then the commentators were saying, have you ever seen a, a PK from a scratch? And I was like, well, if this is the time to do it, now's the time to do it. You can't just do I that, mean, yeah. but apparently you can get away with it.
1: Well, this is the, the same Newcastle side that can elbow players in the back of the head and it's fine. Oh, so, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, that's, that's, maybe we've never seen it called, especially in a penalty, but like, is that not, not part of VAR's job is to, to find these, these moments where like a ref may miss it in real time, but then the video review can go back and look and see, oh, yeah, he scratched and Tarkowski has <laughs> three, Pretty deep-looking scratch marks that were there ten
0: seconds ago. It's yeah. that easy to look at it. Jeez. Yeah, I don't know. Pretty. I don't
1: know. I just thought
0: that was so bizarre, and I was like, "Oh, interesting. Like they could maybe get a PK off of it." Yeah. Um. So yeah, weird one. Uh, but this marks Newcastle's fifth loss in the Premier League, which equals mm. their record from last season. Really? Wow. Yeah. So. I know last season they got a lot of draws. They mm-hmm. put up some feisty matches, but in this one they just looked sloppy. Um maybe Callum Wilson is bigger than what we thought he was. I mean, he does. Me. He does score a lot. He does get I think yeah. just the uh the basic, nothing special goal, but at this point they yeah. need, they needed anything. They'll take anything. Um <laughs> Anthony Gordon had more passes to Everton players than Newcastle players. Oof. Five to four, yikes! So again, they just—they yeah, just, they were not on it today, and Everton put them in their place. I think three nil is pretty pretty fair.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I know Newcastle's got a, a whole slew of injuries, so maybe it's just you know the the fatigue now is kind of catching up to them and yeah. not being able to rotate it as much as they would want. But I mean, yeah, going three down three against Everton is. Not a great look,
0: <laughs> but good for Everton.
1: Great for Everton,
0: yeah. They loved it. That crowd was bumping.
1: Oh, I'm sure. It was like
0: a fun place to be. They were laughing. Uh, they were doing a Beto chant too. Hmm. Oh God, it was it was an Ole, it was an Ole Beto chant at the end of the game. It was a good one. It was definitely like, and Beto was loving it, loving it. He was like, "Come on, let's go." So. <laughs> <laughs> fun to see that crowd cheering, even though I, you know, never an Everton fan, but I think yeah. when you get screwed over like that, um, putting a string of victories together, that goes a long way for everyone.
1: Yeah, and I mean, if, if they get relegated, then the whole rivalry is like, doesn't happen, yeah. right? And, and it's fun to have that, that rivalry match and, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Always get to compare yourself to the other team in the table. Be like, yeah, they they suck. We're we're doing much better this year. And then, so yeah, you don't want you don't necessarily want Everton to do well, but they need to stay up.
0: They don't need to go down like this.
1: Yeah, not like this.
0: <laughs> um. Okay, Chad. I think this has been our favorite topic for the last month. Mm-hmm. City dropping points.
1: Look, I'm on the train now. Of I don't care who wins this thing. I just want City out of Champions League. I want to see what happens. If Villa's going to make a run, do like a Leicester sort of deal and get it, cool. Arsenal does it, great. Liverpool does it, cool.
0: Those are the only teams, I think, at this point that I think have the opportunity to do it. Tottenham, I think we can count out um, unless they go on a crazy run, but I I don't think that's going to happen. Man United insane how they're in sixth right now <laughs>
1: three points off a city
0: <laughs> yeah that's crazy that feels so wrong to say out loud um uh, and then newcastle yeah so i think we have a pretty solid top four and probably that top mm-hmm. four will be there for the rest of the year um who knows you know anything can happen but i think we're pretty solid on that what i want to maybe talk about though is <laughs> pep not being an amazing coach right uh-huh. tactically amazing but I, at this point, I don't think he's the best coach in Premier League. I think you have an argument for Emery. I think Klopp should definitely be in that conversation, if not Klopp being the best coach in Europe, in the United, uh-huh. in, in, the, in the world, and then um, of course Arteta just being kind of thrown in there and figuring out things pretty quick, going from eighth mm-hmm. to uh, to second, and. Uh, and now sitting at the top of the table here. I just think Pep has been in so many situations where he's giving the financial freedom to go out by anyone he wants. He's coached the yeah. top clubs in, in every league he's gone to. He's already had an established culture, um, an established team, like pretty much ready to go. And then he gets to stack on top of that. Whereas Arteta's kind of had to build within and bring in certain players that fit the system. Uh, Emery, mm-hmm. same thing. Klopp, same thing doing it at Dortmund and then at Liverpool. So is Pep maybe getting? I don't want to say he's getting bored. I think I think City in general, all those players who have been there for the last five years, which I know we've had this mm-hmm. conversation before, they've won it all. They've done yeah, everything yeah. they needed to do. Where's the drive? Where's the the urgency coming from? Yeah. I, like, did they peak last year?
1: I mean, if you're gonna maybe. peak with a the treble, then I mean, sure, it makes sense. Sure. Peak. Right?
0: <laughs> peak. Um, you know, they talk about how they want to be this stars dynasty team for for years to come like like how liverpool has been like how man united has been and they've really only been like this like this good for what six seven years now despite winning um despite winning premier league in 2011 was that the first one
1: the Aguero. So. Yeah, it sounds right.
0: I think it was twenty eleven. So but again, they went on they you know, they were kinda of up and down still then. They weren't an established dynasty team who was going to yeah. be, you know, winning three in a row. So it wouldn't shock me. It would not, if Pep had one one, maybe two more years left there, because that's how that's how he rolls.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, he's I think for the longest time he he stayed at City purely to try and get that um, Champions League yeah, win, right? Definitely.
0: Um, I don't think he would I don't think he'd be anywhere close to leaving if they didn't get that.
1: Yeah, um, and then yeah, like like we've said, you, these players have now won it all, and most have won a lot over the time they're there. So it's like season after season. How do you walk in first day of new season training and say, "All right." Let's do the same thing over again and, you know, have the same fire, same drive. And um, I don't know, it it could be that. I mean, we've seen them without Rodri before this season and they did poorly. And here he was out and they did poorly. Yep. (laughs) Um, You know, I know they're missing De Bruyne as well, but like.
0: No Doku either this game.
1: No Doku. Yeah. So that hurt. I mean, it's if anything that's just just bad squad building then, right exactly. because you're you're missing two key players in your midfield for sure um but then you're playing i think they were playing alvarez in midfield so you're playing a striker in the midfield now which is like not so far off of a position but like it's not his game right mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know i mean villa played them off of the pitch honestly oh like, my god they it was incredible to watch them.
0: it was so fun that was such a good game oh. um 20 shots to their two i mean just go down the whole chart of every oh, yeah. stat and they kind of blown them out so uh awesome awesome to see super cool to see emory as happy as he is um mm-hmm. the whole league probably just as happy <laughs> at least uh you know we were that's always awesome to see city get further away from from the top two regardless, this yeah. number three um uh, makes my prediction of ashton villa feel, feel real nice
1: <laughs> there was that moment in time where i was like that's not gonna happen and week, here we are week one <laughs> here we are it's it's you know it's uh still a ways to go but i mean they're they're putting in the performances and you know clearly got the points and um i mean you 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 Make city look as bad as you did, and wow, you know, if, if anyone was still on the fence of not recognizing that Aston Villa was playing well and coming up like this was the biggest wake up call you, you could better get.
0: Jump over that fence and come join <laughs> yeah. the rest of us, because <laughs> for <laughs> real, <laughs> it's it's crazy to think uh, August twelfth they lose five one against Castle, and they lose their captain Tyrone Mings <laughs> to an ACL injury within thirty minutes.
1: Yeah. And now they're sitting third. It was not a good start. (laughs) as almost as bad as it could be. Probably, yeah. I don't know how
0: you get worse. (laughs) I don't know how you get any worse from that. Um, Yeah. And now they're third best team in the Premier League.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. emory has got something cooking over there for sure. Like. I mean, I think they benefit from, like, they have something to be motivated for in, in that game, especially. Where yeah. for City, it's... City's motivation in that game is probably, like, look, we've drawn the last three, let's just not lose. Which is, like, not a great motivator. <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it was... It was just incredible to see City look so bad. <laughs> you don't see that a often. Long yeah. A long time. A long time.
0: And I'm here for it. Yeah. I'll be yeah, here. So, week in, we week, week out for it.
1: Oh, uh, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean Arsenal go to Villa now that the weekend. Um a little bit nervous yeah. on that. Um you know, they, they the last home game they lost. Was against Arsenal last season, so hmm. their their home play is you know they're they're a fortress, um, and coming off the the confidence of doing that to City, um,
0: probably the worst makes time me to nervous, play. but
1: probably the worst time to play them, yeah. But uh, <laughs> you know you you hope that uh, Arsenal just shows up and um, it'd be a great game. Yeah, it it should be a fun one either way. <laughs> it should be a really good one.
0: Um. All right. I got nothing more to say other than congrats and thank you from the rest of the Premier League.
1: Yeah, for real. All
0: right. We can get to the stuff that, uh, maybe wasn't that we, I think we just did all the S tier games there. We can go Mm -hmm. Wolves Burnley pretty straightforward. I think Wolves struggled a little bit. Uh, Mm -hmm. got the goal there. Nice little finish. We should see Neto
1: coming back.
0: Hopefully not this weekend, (laughs) but the next,
1: so my fantasy team needs him.
0: (laughs) he's, He's looming. And I think that'll be a great, um, you know, a great comeback for him since they were they were yeah. clicking. They were looking so good when they beat City. Both those guys, Swang and Neto, were were on top of it. Um But yeah, they just they, yeah. they, they squeak by Burnley mm-hmm. here, and I think when you can when you squeak by Burnley, that's kind of telling to how your squad is looking at the moment.
1: Um, yeah. Um oof. Okay, that got worse. Um yeah, Show. I don't know if you saw he went off after thirty-five minutes. Um, It was listed as a muscular injury, and it's now been upgraded to a knee injury. Um, His potential return date is May 4th, so that's a big loss for Burnley. He was always, I mean, he's he's real quick, and he was causing a lot of problems for other teams, so.
0: Dang, that sucks.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
0: he was looking good as of late. Uh, oh, let's talk. Let's talk Fulham Forest. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about Fulham over the weekend. How yep. things are looking really good uh, for them, despite losing to Liverpool and seeing them going and thump Forest like that. Oof. Not shocked. Not shocked at all. No. They brought the same drive uh, that they had against Liverpool, and I think they they're playing a really good team game. I feel mm-hmm. like last year it was so central around Mitrovic and it felt like a like a toxic relationship where you just have to you, you always you had to keep going back to Mitrovic, right you just had to keep you got to keep going back to him and now you're seeing this distribution um we kind of everyone's getting on the score sheet uh you know we did see two braces uh, iwobi and jimenez but iwobi's finding i don't know he's kind of finding his footing right now he's his dribbling yeah. is looking really good he's megging people um Jimenez, we haven't <laughs> seen much from him in a long time, yeah. and now he's clicking.
1: I, I think Iwobi's just, um, you know, before this he was on Everton for a little bit and, like, mm. wasn't really allowed to play as freely as he liked. Like, I mean, he came through through Arsenal, you know, under Arsene Wenger, so he he's, had grown up playing, you know, pretty free-flowing attacking football and, um, you know not getting punished for trying the more stylistic moves and stuff. And then you go to Everton and you're there under... I think you got there under um... Oh, no. Lampard? Lampard? I think it was the guy before him. Um, Benitez? I think so.
0: Yeah, was it Benitez? Yeah. I or think An- so. Ancelotti
1: was there for a minute. Maybe it was Ancelotti. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, you know, Everton is is not often in a position where they can just kind of play on the vibes, you know, and, and, and let the guys have fun. They're always kind of fighting for the win, whereas mm-hmm. Fulham, you know, kind of has those moments too, but I, I think is a little bit better set up for a Wobie. Um I mean, you have, like, your Willian out there who can kind of do the same thing, so it's, uh, yeah, nice to see him coming along, and, yeah, great to see Jimenez finally getting back into a little bit of form. Um, I think, like, since his his Wolves injury, he was just never the same, so.
0: I don't blame him for that.
1: <laughs> no, not at all.
0: <laughs> head was caved in. That was scary, yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing to note from this game, and I kind of agree with it, is team, Tim Ream didn't play, and that's our captain, mm-hmm. right? mm mm-hmm. He's looked off the last couple games Mm -hmm. that I've watched slow to the ball. Um, Mistakes have been there, but can you blame a 36 year old center back? No, not entirely. I'm just more curious as to what they do in the future with him because he, he has played really well with him. And of course he's our American boy and you know, our cap and we want to make sure he's doing the right thing in Europe. And I don't want to see him get dropped in Europe. Cause then that'll come over to us, and that just caught, like it's like kind of the Matt Turner situation. The more the more American players that are getting dropped from the starting squad, the worse it looks for us going into twenty twenty six. For sure, yeah. And um, so I hope he can maybe find some form. Um, but when they thump a team and get a clean sheet without them, <laughs> <I don't know,
1: laughs> yeah, I can't I can't feel awesome.
0: But it also might have just been midweek rest.
1: Could be, yeah. I mean, you know there's already a lot of the games in december so it it mm-hmm. he, it was maybe more of like they felt confident going in against forest anyway um, so you know rest rest some players mm-hmm. that could use it so um yeah i don't know i don't want to see tim ream out of the out of the full team he, he's i think historically been pretty good for them just mm-hmm. yeah lately it's been a little bit of a rough patch um but um are you putting Steve Cooper on the hot seat now? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think you have to. Um, they got no wins in 11. Oof. There's currently 16th. Last year at this uh, stage, they were 18th. So there's improvement, quote unquote. Doesn't feel like um, it. But that's with all the investment they've continued to do over the summer and everything. So I think it's, you know, maybe time to start. Looking beyond Steve Cooper, um, and someone who will put Matt Turner back in goal. <laughs> I think it'll happen.
0: I, I think whoever takes over yeah. will, will probably get Turner back in. Um, felt rash to take him out this early, mm-hmm. but they just—it's not. You can't blame injuries for their problems. Yeah, I—I I, I don't know. I just—I don't see—I don't see Steve Cooper lasting there. Who replaces him? Can't say at this point. I don't yeah. think there's anyone really um, available nor wants this job or is rumored to take this job. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, something to follow, but I, I can't imagine Forrest... Let's take a look at their schedule here. They got Wolves next. If they if they beat Wolves, maybe that'll be a slight turning point, but then they're going against Tottenham, and, and we've looked at Tottenham's yeah. schedule. And we, we, we marked this one as... Being the one that Tottenham is probably going to get, I'd I'd be pretty shocked if Tottenham does not beat them. Yeah, Bournemouth finding a little bit of form. I bet they take them to Castle. Like they're going to run into this stretch of games here where I, Chad. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know when they'll win. Oh
1: boy, <laughs> let me look at this. Castle, Man United,
0: Brentford, Arsenal, Bournemouth again, Newcastle, West Ham, mm. Ashton Villa, Liverpool, Brighton
1: luton in march maybe i don't know if luton plays how they have been then then
0: then palace at the end of march that's the only one on here right now at this glance
1: you yeah that's a rough stretch of games
0: sheffield in may
1: (laughs) (laughs) i think it's too late at that point
0: (laughs) well i'm saying that could be their next win
1: yeah yeah i guess it could but uh I mean, I don't know. Sheffield's got the new manager now, so we'll see how they end up looking. You know, so yeah, um, I would not be surprised if if Steve Cooper's the next to go. Um, Dark I mean, future, Forest. Yeah, for sure.
0: How far out from the bottom are they?
1: Um, they're on thirteen points. Relegation starts at nine, so four points. Not a huge gap, I'd be, I'd be, especially I ain't with it. that schedule.
0: Eyeing <laughs> it for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, well, something to keep your eye on. Hopefully, Matt for Turner sure, yeah. can come back and save him, but it's yeah. a lot of pressure. Um, we can jump to. Let's see, we got Brighton Brentford. Honestly, mm-hmm. kind of shocked Brighton got away with this one here. Mm-hmm. Um, Pascal Grobs now back in it. I think that's a huge addition for their midfield. Yeah, he looked um, great. I, I think if once they get Sully March back too, I think I think that's their midfield will be complete. And um, yep. just getting Matoma back.
1: That was huge already already and doing wonders. He looks he looks just as sharp as as mm-hmm. he always was. So I mean yeah, that's that's a huge um return. Um yeah. Pascal back out there too, so i think brighton will like stabilize a little bit I don't, I don't know if we'll see them hit that same form they started the season with but um yeah you know good to get a good a win against a hard Brent, brentford team
0: yeah the bumo injury that could hurt them that one hurts it's Yeah, basically their only goal scorer that they have uh,
1: yeah and i think that probably means tony's not going anywhere unless someone offers crazy money um I don't think anyone will, but Chelsea is a team, so um hmm. we'll see.
0: <laughs> that could be that could be an interesting fit. Yeah. Um yeah, their next their next high school score is Matthias Jensen with three. Eesh. So yeah, I don't know where they get those goals. And the, that last goal came in October. So it's been the Mbumo mm-hmm. show. Um mm-hmm. and he's now gonna be out for a little over a month.
1: Yeah, and of course it's the month with uh, seven games or whatever it is. So <laughs> that's yeah, rough. That
0: is rough. <laughs> All right, Manchester United and Chelsea, Chad. I, I don't know who I really wanted to win this game. Yeah. More so Chelsea. I was def- I was probably pulling for Chelsea a little harder. Um, but damn, Scott McTominay, man. He's I, he doesn't make any sense. Nah, he doesn't. <laughs>
1: Like he shouldn't be popping up in all these these key positions and and getting these super important goals, uh, but he is. He's he's keeping United three points off a of City. You know, like wow. <laughs> it's it's just crazy. Um, yeah, Scott McTominay. Who knew? Who knew he was going to be like Man U's guy this season? <laughs> well.
0: You know who else is there, guys? Player of the month of November, (laughs) Harry Maguire. Chad, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it.
1: Uh, Wow. wow. Um, That was certainly a choice. (laughs) Not what I saw coming. So,
0: Manu beat Fulham 1-0. Luton 1-0. Everton (laughs) 3-0. Was he maybe the best player on the pitch? Sure, we can say that. Mm-hmm. Best player in Premier League in November? H- how? How how do you think that uh, decision was made?
1: I mean, I'm yeah, I'm just like quickly glancing over his his stats the past month and I mean, his his best game was the 1-0 loss against Newcastle <laughs> last week. <laughs> um but beyond that, like he's not making a lot of tackles or or um interceptions or blocks, like a handful of clearances each game. He's not scoring, he's not assisting. He I guess he's part of keeping the clean sheets in these games, but
0: But that's a team to, that's a team effort.
1: Yeah, to to say he's he's player of the month is uh a stretch.
0: <laughs> if I'm Doku mm. if I'm Salah i mean we can go down we can just keep going down this list
1: i mean yeah you could, you Ollie could Watkins. List a ton of people
0: uh douglas luis has had a month cole palmer's had a great i'd argue cole palmer had a better month than harry Maguire. Uh, you can just keep going and yeah i i don't know so we noted that kevin de bruyne has less player of the month than uh <laughs> than harry Maguire, and i just i, I don't know where that where that came from. Definitely a random one that I don't think anyone yeah. really saw coming. So
1: it's gotta be like, uh, I don't know. Whoever decides that they're just United fans, I think. And, and yeah, they're, they're you know, big McGuire fans. He, they thought he needed a little, uh, extra lifts here for, for United or something. So they give him this praise and <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 don't have the smallest inkling of like what would lead you to think over the entire month Harry Maguire's been the that guy
0: <laughs> and it's not like he's been bad he's been no not at bad all. It's yeah the best the best the best yeah all right <laughs> got anything more yeah. to say about that game because
1: uh, I mean Bruno penalty save yeah. that doesn't have anything much. against Bruno is, is, is great to see so um, yeah I really liked Palmer's goal too it was like super great placement just yep. out of reach of onana so um you know chelsea Chelsea's just that weird team right now and has been for a long time you it's know a roller coaster yeah, yeah they always i always feel like they should perform better than they do and they just don't
0: <laughs> the expectations go from high to low and I just never know where they're gonna land,
1: yeah for real
0: every week's a mystery they got everton next week or i'm sorry on the weekend and that could go well either way honestly I, yeah I, I, at this point i don't know
1: who knows um yeah that i, I want to say everton i'm yeah, taking everton i would take everton too. <laughs> don't tell jordan is it are they, who's at home here oh everton, everton at home yeah everton for sure <laughs> for
0: sure oh, clip it
1: for sure yeah
0: clip it. all right last one chad a B R, top five favorite game. West Ham taking out Tottenham. Oof. We had the talk over the weekend that we 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 agreed and we disagreed, but we more so agreed that Ange has a style that he sticks to. and doesn't make adjustments, and when it works, it works. But when the teams, when his opposition starts to make adjustments, he puts his foot down and says, "I I won't do it. I still won't." Uh-huh. And that's what bit them in the butt today. West Ham adjusted at yes. half. Um, everyone saw it. Commentators saw it. Uh, you could see <laughs> Moise's sneaky little smiles when things were going the way he wanted. I swear <laughs> to you, there are so many segments of Moyes just smiling. And yeah. um, West Ham, you know, they, they had a grind. They still had to grind it out. I think their goals yeah. were convenient. Um, sure, yeah. You know, the, the one Bowen got perfectly set to him to just poke it and then the weird punch by uh by vicario that i've never seen a keeper slide and punch it it was just so it was so odd such an odd play and i don't understand the reasoning however uh who pat who back passed that uh, that ball to him because Um, they left him out to dry
1: it Um, might have been udagi i don't know
0: yeah, it might have been him or even even Ben Davies, because Ben Davies has been known mm-hmm. to do that. Um so yeah, yeah. I mean I mean that day. pass
1: was, was terrible, but it looked like, you know, Vicario was on his heels for that. Like mm-hmm. um regardless of, of the strength of the pass or how close the opposing team is, I would want you to be you know, on your toes, ready to go, receive that pass, and, like, let's get playing, and you see that pass come, and it's it's underpowered, and, you know, Bowen's right there, and uh, Vicario kind of, like, does the, like, the, like, panic stutter before he starts his run, and then, yeah, dives out, and I would think in his head he's trying to grab it, but maybe just kind of misjudges where the ball actually is. And then, yeah, just this weird, like Superman punch on the ground.
0: <laughs> I mean, as a keeper, you're taught, you're taught to get horizontal, right? Yeah. When you slide, you get horizontal and he was almost as vertical and straight as you could be, which just gave, uh, I guess the leverage for, for James to sneak around him. Cause even on his recovery, mm-hmm. he tried to get more True horizontal well. and he just couldn't. and There was no time. Yeah. Um, luckily, where Prowse got that ball right back to him.
1: Um, that would have been... He was just going for style points on that one. you yeah. oh, know.
0: And then Bowen's <laughs> face, too. Like, I cannot get in the way of this shot that he's about yeah. to take. He looked oh panicked. Gosh. Um, but, yeah, they, they they found a way. They got um, it. Um, Moyes was, again, very happy at the end, and as were all we. I think Tottenham played this last month perfectly for all of us, losing when they need to lose. Mm-hmm. drawing at the perfect time against city exactly right back to picking up those red L's.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, they're dealing with their own issues of, of injury and then some missing through suspension and stuff. But like, again, I think you have to be willing to adapt a little bit and, and change tactics a little bit. um, to suit the team that you have, right? Like in a perfect world, yeah, you can, you can always play this strict pass out of the back and, Mm -hmm. you know, be quick and, and counter and all that. But if it's not working on the day because the other team set up really well or the other team has adjusted their tactics and now is, you know, negating your play, like I think you gotta, you gotta have some sort of a backup plan rather than just like keep running guys we'll get it eventually <laughs> nope not these guys yeah yeah so um i don't know um what do you think of uh, Kudis in the striker role though
0: um i think he had opportunities that he probably would love to have again mm-hmm. um i think he has the pace for it i think he has the the finishing for it i think he'll get used to that role a little bit and i, I can definitely see him kind of an antonio 2.0 just much faster um yeah. especially with bowen on playing on that side now coming back from injury i think they yeah it's there big was, there was no way they could have all that talent and have them not be on the pitch together mm-hmm. um so yeah i'm looking to sub kudos in Whew, pretty soon i just feel like he's gonna start grabbing goal i mean he already is and now this new he's gonna take some time right he's gonna take some oh, adjusting sure, yeah. um but he had a lot of a lot of chances to do something today and unfortunately they just didn't they didn't fall but i I like it. I think it's going to work well for them.
1: Yeah. I think this is probably their their best setup. Because um, you're getting, you know, the talent of Kudus up top, Bowen outside. Um, you can still have Susek kind of play that second striker and be the height in there. Kudus, I think, is 5'9", um, uh, so he's mm. not the tallest guy. But if you have Susek coming in right behind you, like... He brings all the height you need, yeah. honestly. You're um,
0: just happy Ward Prowse is central again.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a big thing too. Is Ward Prowse can be central, but more forward now too. Um, Twice. And has <laughs> yeah, and has has you know two runners now. Where yeah. um, for a while there's Kudus was like his only outlet, and you know if that gets blocked off, and then so be it. Especially when he's playing deeper, like you know it's a a further and harder pass to make. So. Mm. Um, yeah, I think West Ham should roll with this a little bit. I think they'll do pretty well here.
0: Fulham um, on the weekend for them. I think that'll be a good one. Ooh, that could teams, be spicy. Two teams in form who are both starting to find their scoring ways, especially Fulham, I think will be a, a fun little match.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Chad, I think we got through all our games here. Anything else you want to know?
1: I don't think so. I mean, yeah. I mean, the midweek matches are, are always fun. Um You know, like you said at the start of this, don't get it often where it's it's the whole league playing midweek, right? It's normally just the little one-off makeup matches. No,
0: it's nice. It's nice. Yeah, I like that they're spread out too. Mm -hmm. Get to watch them all. I'm like game game Saturday Sunday. It's like I
1: you you picked like two, pick two. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And for me, it's like early morning most often. So I'm like, kind of in it, kind of not, and uh, yeah. So it's nice to have them later in the day, Mm -hmm. spread out. Yep. Yeah. All
0: right. Let's do our uh, quick goal player team. Mm-hmm. I don't know yours. You don't know mine, but I think we're probably in agreement on probably the team. It's got it.
1: Yeah. It's got to be Villa. Got to be Villa. Um. You know, shout outs to Fulham for doing their thing. Shout sure. outs to Everton. Yep. Um. I put Arsenal down too, just because it was that kind of shaky comeback. Um. But they got it done. But I mean. Villa playing City off the park was just chef's kiss of a game, you know. <laughs>
0: we're, we're pretty much making a pact. If you beat City this year, you're probably going to yeah. get Team of the Week. Uh, unless unless something wild happens with another team. But, um, yeah, shout-outs to them for doing the league a favor.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, for them, it wasn't even just like a got-away-with-it kind of win, no. too. It's like they oh. completely dominated City, so... Well-earned team of the week. Yes. <laughs> Crushed him. Crushed. Um, my player?
0: Tough one. Tough. Some good options. I think I'm going to go Rice. Again. Rice. Because of the game winner. Because he's a $100 million man. Big. And he's showing he's worth every penny. And more, yeah. is what you were all saying. <laughs> Including... The stupid <laughs> GoFundMe that I saw pop up. I don't, did you yeah. post that? Was that you that posted it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, horrible. I don't know. Where is that? Arsenal money coming?
1: fans trying to... I mean, yeah, that's that's my question is like, you're setting up this joke GoFundMe of like, we should give West Ham more money for rice. But like, who's collecting this money? And like, <laughs> people are donating to that's it. What, yeah, <laughs> I know.
0: I saw, I saw one donation. It said $5 two and a half for the Man you goal, two and a half for yesterday's goal. And I was like,
1: that's fair. But also, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a good shout for player of the week. Um, I got to put McTominay in there. Mm, two, two goals. He had five shots on target, too. Wow, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, he's doing big things for United, unfortunately. Um, you know, otherwise, it will be two goals Um, Jimenez, two goals. Um, But yeah, I'm either Rice or McTominay on this, I think.
0: I think I go, I think it was the last kick of the game. Yeah, Very last possible second. Yeah, it was against Luton, but Luton's been putting up fights. So we talk about context. Um, McTominay had a game winner, but in no way, shape, or form was it. For me, yeah. the same type of game winner. So sure, yeah, that's
1: that's yeah. I think I, I'm happy to give Rice player of the week. I mean, no, oh, I bet you no, are. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like the uh, the podcaster side of me, you know mm. he he performed well no um, nice. in the game, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then in a moment where the team needed something, he popped up. Great ball in from from Odegaard to set it up, but um, you know you still got to put it in the net, and he sure did. And uh, the celebrations were, were fun to watch, and the fans were going crazy, and one guy's falling through the, the advertisement board.
0: The <laughs> stadium's awesome. I want to go. Like if I want yeah. to go, that atmosphere is so going to be nuts.
1: It's um, about the same size as Sac Republic Stadium, like eleven thousand ish okay. people. Um, so I, I feel like that probably plays a weird like I don't know mental aura whatever um on these these big teams that come there. Like Arsenal's used to playing in front of fifty, sixty thousand people, you know, Liverpool kind of the same way. So um to go from all that to like the fans are like right on the They're pitch with right you basically. There. <laughs>
0: Even the camera angle has to be different. Yeah. The, the camera angle is pretty tight. Though. I know. I kinda it, like it, it reminds me of like third person FIFA where it's just, it's like yeah. almost right behind you. Love the camera angle. And then when I went to the other game that day, I don't remember which, maybe it was the Wolves Burnley game and just the zoom out was just, I was like, ah, oh, like, get me closer. <laughs> I can't see. Yeah. For real. Zoom in. <laughs> All right. Now for gold chat. I kind of struggled with this one. Okay. <sighs>
1: Well, you gotta put James Press up there. The, the self-assist—that's
0: kind of what I wanted to give it to, but I was like, "Is that fair?" I mean, he missed—he kind of missed the um, sitter.
1: Yeah, I don't think I'd call it goal of the week. Um, I really like—I Oh, I forget which—which which of his goals it was. Now, the um, Obi one. Not the Awobi one. Um I think it was him in his second goal. Mm-hmm. Um he runs in, he has like really good strength um to to get past his guy and uh it was just a great like striker goal, just like Oh yeah, the third goal, yeah. Yeah. He he like holds him off and then he has that little kind of like back heel flick thing, um, to score his goal. Yeah, just, That was nice. It was a nice watch. Like not the Craziest goal we've ever seen, no banger like like Liverpool was having last last game, but uh, a fun one to see, a, a cool little one.
0: Bailey's up there for me too. Um, okay, okay. I just I, I kind of saw it coming once he yeah. started to gather his step and and put his foot on it. Um, the Virgil, the head, the header from Virgil was nice. I mean, a lot of Virgil good headers. Nice, yeah. I, I, I did like the McNeil goal. His left foot is a rocket. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. A, yeah. I mean, even uh, the game,
0: when we go back to the game winners too, it's like,
1: exactly. Rice is
0: there again. It's like, where do we go?
1: Yeah. Yeah. He made my list, but uh, you know, for giving him player think that, that that's enough <laughs> we can pass the other award around um sure, i like a little yeah bailey's goal is great i think the only thing that takes away from it is the deflection on yeah. it yeah um
0: i like the yeah. i like the Jimenez goal i think that one's pretty slick
1: yeah yeah i like it it's just felt good when i watched i was like oh that was that was nice
0: <laughs> and i feel like he doesn't he hasn't been scoring a whole lot lately either exactly um yeah, let's do it. I'm gonna I'm lean into it. God, he had two goals this game. His last goal was early November, but he's been on a, yeah. a drought. So maybe this will get him going. He's coming back. Hope
1: so. I mean that that spots for the taking. Ever since Mitrovic left, they've Real. really not had a striker to rely on. But I so. think that's what
0: Fulham like. I think that's what Fulham mm-hmm. needs. Is they don't want that. They don't need one guy, right? Sure. They're yeah. good with a lot of B players. So I mean of course you put an A plus player on a B squad, that's gonna look really good, but I I think the the distribution is has been pretty nice for them. So Yeah, definitely. As of late. Anything could change. Yeah. (laughs) Anything could change. All right, Chad. We got a fun weekend of games coming. Mm -hmm. Anything else you want to say to the people?
1: Oh Um, this beer was pretty good. I don't know if you'll (laughs) ever find it. Um It's brewed in Hamburg. So if you're around, check it out.
0: (laughs) Try to head out there soon. Yeah. All right, Chad. With that, episode 53, midweek edition in the books. I will see you this weekend. Yeah. All right, man. Catch you later.